We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, August 29th, and we are continuing with our NFL DFS Primer series. Hit that thumbs up on your way in the door. Good morning to the the early birds. Uh, today we're talking about the tools. Talking about lineup HQ. Coming back, coming back for the NFL season. Right, you've been used to. Maybe using MLB stuff. Maybe, maybe maybe you haven't played DFS all summer. Maybe you took MLB off just to get you up to speed on how lineup HQ here works at Roto Grinders. And you could get this as part of a premium subscription here. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. You'll get all of our content if you get a combo premium. You get MMA. You get college football, college basketball, NBA when it comes back. MLB, you get everything. All this, the showdown slates and everything. You could choose any slate up here with lineup HQ. Go back to historical historical uh, information, to past slates, 
right? We see here for NFL, we got, you know, the classic, the showdown slate, whatever's up on, on DraftKings currently. For a DraftKings FanDuel, Yahoo, Owner's Box, right? We got NBA, Soccer, MMA, WNBA, the Madden Sims. Then PGA, College Football, Tennis, LOL, CSGO. You could use lineup HQ. We have projections and ownership for all of that. So that's like what the main screen here is in lineup HQ. So you load up NFL, you know, DraftKings NFL, and you'll get you'll get this. So just to go through the next two days, today and tomorrow, just go through exactly what everything is on, on the lineup HQ screens and how to use them. So here's the, the main, the main players, the player pool screen. First column here, you get the, the projection source and the ownership source, right? And if you use, if you're a pre- premium member, you get our, you get Roto-Grinders NFL projections. And that's what will come preloaded in. If uh, you pay a little upgrade, you want uh, Derek Hardy's Bliss projections, you get that in here as well. You could also upload your own. So you could upload and replace all these columns with whatever you have, whatever you've done in your CSVs and Excel or anything you'd like. What you could also do is aggregate projections that you upload or use or whatever. So like if, you, if you're looking at the Roto-Grinders projections, but you also have Derek Cardi's Blitz projections, you could you could switch between them. You could also wait, right? I could say, I want an aggregate. I want a perfect aggregate between RG and the Blitz. You could say you want certain for, for ownership versus... You know, the, the fantasy point projection. You could say, I want, I want, I want 75%, I want 75% player projection, right? 75% player projection, 25% RG ownership. But I want I want RG's ownership more than than the Blitz's ownership, right? 75, 25 the other way. You could do it, you could do whatever you want. You could upload three other sets of projections and you could just blend them. You could aggregate them any way you want. You could name your aggregate set, right? The default is my aggregate projections and you could do that. So we could do something like this right here. Just click on it. It'll aggregate them together and then give you another option in there and whatever that name is, my aggregate projections. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can even do this with, yeah, this this may not work because I'm not sure if the, the blitz projections are, are updated. I mean, it was Tuesday, August 29th. This will work uh, at at that moment. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't. We go over to the blitz projections. I'm not sure if there's there's really much information there. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's a grid for that yet. But normally you would be able to do that. So so we can just stick with the RG projections here. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. If I switch over to blitz, I get like I get like nothing. Right. Okay. So that's that. That's the main reason. Yeah. You don't want to aggregate zeros. In with uh, the RG projections. So yeah, let's let's reload. We don't know what the hell's going on with Jonathan Taylor, of course. Okay, so this is where you could do all of that, and all these little buttons here: download players, download players in all slates. Right, you could just down, you could click on that little button, and it'll give and it'll download the CSV of of all of lineup HQ, all of these columns. Okay, then underneath here you have all the selectors, the filters. So it has all the games. It has the totals, the implied team totals of all the games, the times of the games. You could scroll over here, right? You have all the positions. So if you want to go and go just look at the quarterbacks, you just, you know, click on quarterback, click on running back, click on wide receiver, right? Flex is everything. Everything that's not a quarterback that could fit in the flex. 
right? You could also click on what games. I could look at Carolina players by just clicking on Carolina, clicking on Carolina Atlanta, right? I could exclude based on any filter, right? I could exclude, include, right? You could select whatever uh, game you want. Up over here, you also have these selectors, all excluded, injured, hide unprojected. You know, if they're not projected at all, you could just hide them. So I could exclude players here with this, you know, little but little button on the side, these little X buttons. Uh, I'm going to exclude McCaffrey. I'm going to exclude all these people, right? Which means they're not going to, when you try to build lineups, they're not going to be included in it. And you can go back to your excluded list and bring them back in. And these little blue buttons over here is, are like all buttons. So I can include all, I could exclude all, right? So if I want to exclude the entire player pool, I could do that. Yeah, done. They're all excluded. Include them all back in. Yeah, done. Now they're in the, the all list again. So you can move players around. Obviously, there's little tags here underneath that, you know, when we have our, our, our experts, right? Notorious, Head Chopper, Score Patrol, whoever, you know, whoever, we have, you know, the expert plays tag. The Road Grinders core tag, you'll you'll see, you'll see the little tags next to the names once they come up and little little blurbs. They'll show the notes, you know, the little analysis. So you get you get Road Grinders content inside of Lineup HQ as well. Obviously, nothing's filled in yet because you know we're still a week and a half away from a week and a half, yeah, week and a half or so, a half a week, about a week and a half, right? From from week one. Then also here's some other filters over here, it's like we could you know. Filter by fantasy points, so you know we can make it so that like I only I don't I only want to see players that have a ten point you know fantasy projection or higher, or exclude them or do you gonna you could use these filters if you'd like, right? So we're gonna go put them back to no max reset filter, right? And there's always these little eye these eye buttons these information buttons if you if you're not sure, right? Here up over here on the side is like how many lineups you want to build. You want to use you don't want to use the fantasy point projection. You want to use the ceiling projection right here. These numbers, these columns, or the custom if you have a custom number that you're putting in there. So you have a choice between those. And obviously, they're also on the build rules screen. Then you have the player screen, and it just shows here's all the players sorted by salary. You could sort by any column in here. It shows you the the, the player, the salary, position, uh, team, opponent. It'll also show you, like, if you built a, a a build, it'll show your actual exposure to that player on this screen rather than you having to flip between the player pool screen and the lineup screen. And then it'll show all, all the projections here. So you have the mean, the mean fantasy points. You have the projected ownership. You have, like, the, the, the 16th percentile outcome and the 84th percentile outcome, you know, plus or minus one standard deviation. Uh, it'll also show you, you know, point per dollar. You could sort by that. The standard deviation of the player uh, based on our projections. RGV is the Roto-Grinders value, which is basically uh, adjust for salary based on point per dollar. So like point per Elijah Moore, Luke, Luke Musgrave may have a, you know, 2.6 point per dollar at 2,900. But that still is only like seven points. So it's like RGV is basically a player at that salary should have a mean score of X and what's the plus or minus of that. So we expect for a 3K player, a 3K player uh, to hit value or whatever, to have a mean value is eight points or something. Then what's their actual projection? Seven. So they would have an RGV of minus one. 
right? Because you have to account for raw points. It's not just getting the best point per dollar value into into your lineup and then leaving 10K on the table. You still need raw points. So a lot of times if you're looking for like, you know, the, the cash plays, right? If you sort by the RGV column, like that's typically, that's going to be where, that's the value, right? Right, there's not much here right now. Uh, then when, once uh, the first week starts, you'll also get a, a smash percentage and a value percentage. And that's based on, on their salary and our simulations of how often does this player smash go over whatever that RG, that, that what, whatever we set as our target value, right? That ceiling outcome. Value is, you know, the, the mean kind of outcome. Because remember, these are mean projections and smash and value are based more on medians. So you'll get that as well if you if you want to if you want if you wanted to look at that. It'll also show you the you know the betting lines, right? Over under the implied team total of the team the player was on, the consensus value ranking, right? All of our analysts here, not all of them, but a ton. You know, we may have, you know, six to eight analysts that do, you know, value rankings and whatever that that you know aggregate number is that'll also be in here if you want to if you want to look at it uh then you have the action buttons on this other side obviously you have these two the min max exposure i only i only want at, at most 10 percent of this guy i want at minimum 20 percent of the guy that's where you put those numbers here uh, you could create groups and there's a group screen inside of lineup hq so you could just select players and say add them to a new group right you could do that as well get that out of here uh obviously you could exclude players with the x button you could lock players right you could hit that lock button if you need to use that and there's also this this bumps so instead of like changing a projection if you're like you know oh i want to get a little bit if i want to get a little bit more of mccaffrey you could bump them up to you know five five times or bump them down to minus five these are typically like like i think it, it the bumps are like two percent so like two, it'll it'll low. It basically lowers the projection by like two percent or the two two to five percent or something something like that. Typically, I'm not using these buttons that that much, right? I'm because I'm I'm either changing the values entirely, aggregating or something like that. But if you wanted to, you saw that oh, I'm getting seventy eight percent of this guy. Let me bump him down, right? I'm gonna bump him down to minus three, and then you run it again, and you get and you start getting less of them. So if you wanted to use these buttons instead of you know, messing with the projection numbers themselves. So that's what you allow here. You could reset the projection with the reset button here. You could search for any player. Obviously, we could look for like, I'm looking for uh, Richie James, if uh, he's even available. I don't know. Right. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. There you go. Right. You can just start typing in there. <coughs> and then you have this bulk action list if you wanted to like, Clear all your play, player exposures, clear all the bumps, clear, clear, exclude all. You could do, you know, you could you could click on a bunch of stuff and make some bulk actions to make make like make life easier for you. So this is the player screen. Okay, and you could you could edit all these columns are editable. So like you could, you know, I'm gonna change this to 19. I'm gonna do whatever. Defect asks in the chat, uh, in what scenarios would you build lineups using ceiling instead of fantasy point? You could use either, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're all one. They're, they're all one standard deviations off one another. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get significantly different lineups by doing any of that, whatsoever. 
So that question doesn't matter. Go run it and see. Because all of our all of our projections are going to be, it's not going to be completely normal, but it's going to be slightly they're going to be slightly skewed. But it's not these these projections. Remember, they're mean projections. That's all they are. They're not distributional projections. Okay, so the floor and the ceiling are 14th and 16th and 84th percentile outcomes on a Monte Carlo based simulated outcomes. Okay, so so technically the floors and the ceilings aren't going to be that far off from the first and first uh, standard deviation, uh, the one standard deviation up or down. So it doesn't matter. Run lineups, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter unless you're changing them. That's why they're there. There are my most if I'm uploading other projections, if I'm running my own simulations, these numbers are going to be vastly different. Vastly different. And even if you run with our our uh, our, our our true range randomness, like it's still these are still Monte Carlo based simulated mean projections. Okay. Most of the time, most of the time, it does not matter. Or if it matters at all, you're not going to even be able to tell the difference. I'm going to run a hundred lineups with this. I'm going to hundred run hundred. Oh, how come all the lineups kind of look the same as each other? Yeah. They're Monte Carlo based simulated mean projections. Okay, and you get the ownership in here, obviously, and you can change any of these numbers. Just to just to be clear, every number in lineup HQ I personally change. Okay. In every DFS board. Okay, because I change ownership. I may change fantasy boards. I may change, I could I could change any of these. I could aggregate. How come your lineups look different than my lineups? Because because we have Christian Watson at 22% own and I think he's only going to be fourteen percent. We have Christian Watson has having a twenty eight percent target share. I think that's a little too too generous. I'm just giving an example. I don't. I think people think maybe he'll have that, but maybe he won't. So I think that we're being a little too aggressive on that that mean that median type of target share. So I'm going to take Christian and I'm going to make his projection thirteen and a half, not fifteen and a half. I'm going to decrease his ownership. I'm going to increase his ownership. Now, I, will I do that for every player? Will I go down to the bottom of the pool and go, guys that are not even, you know, I go down to, I mean, I could just go down all the way to the bottom and go, uh, John Bates, the minimum price tight end for Washington. 2.35, eh, maybe I'll make him 3.2. Like, no, it, it, he's not... It, it's unlikely to make my lineup regardless of what I do there. Is he going to be 0.2% owned or 0.1% owned? Yeah, I don't I don't care about that. Right. So typically I'm not touching those people, right? Which is like 90% of the pool. But you get remember, lineup HQ is a tool. Right? I could build my entire I could build an entire model, whatever, and still come into lineup HQ and build lineups. It's a lineup build. Uh, on the side here, which could be on every screen, is the the simple lineup optimizer, right? If you, if I mean, you could lock people in, you could plug people in if you want, or it'll just it'll always show you 
what the highest mean projected lineup based on whoever's in your player pool. So right now it's 133.37 with all these players in it. But I could I could I could say, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out, I'm gonna take out Cooper Cup, exclude him, and then run it again. And now it's gonna show you 132.22 lineup without him because he's excluded from the player pool. So at any time you could use this little simple optimizer to show you what the highest mean projected lineup, you know, solving that nap knapsack problem. Like what that would be. So if 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 you're if you're playing completely straightforward in like double ups or head to heads, whatever you land on fantasy point wise, whether or not you're using roto grinders projections, you're aggregating, you're using your own projections. Remember, these are mean projections. So typically, it's like, you know, what 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 is your cash lineup going to look like? Well, it's going to be this, and then I press a button, and then I enter that. Your pre- worst case scenario, you're at least going to be competitive with that type of lineup. Is it the best possible lineup? Maybe not. Is it going to be far enough off that you're giving up, you know, that 15% rake and the 12% rake? No. So if you want a comp- if you want a competitive lineup for double ups, head to heads, and NFL or anything like that, and you use the Roto Grinders projections. You know what the cash process is? Opening up lineup HQ, pressing that button, and that's it. If you're doing anything more than that, you're 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 trying to make it this. Oh well, other people are going to play this, and I'm going to block them there, and whatever. And maybe maybe I don't agree. Maybe the fragility of Elijah Moore's projection is a little too wide for me. So I'm going to find a lineup that doesn't have Elijah Moore in it. You you can do that, but if you just want a, a lineup that I don't see how you could possibly be much, if any, of an underdog against any other lineup. Just play the top medium projected. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't have to think. You don't have to think. You don't have to do anything. Right. If you, especially if you're playing like those large double ups, right? The large single entry five dollar double ups and the twenty five dollar double ups, dude. If you just if you just click the button, you're good. You're good. Right. You can do it in Excel. It's not you know the optimizer isn't telling you who to play. All it's doing is solving a knapsack problem. You change the numbers. You move Cooper Cup down to seventeen points. He's probably not going to be in here. Right. So it's just all based around you know the mean fantasy point number in here. 
That's the simple lineup optimizer. Then we have the build rule screen, okay? And I want to be very clear. I say this all the time. The build rule screen is not strategy. The build rule screen is for diversity in a portfolio. There's no, there's absolutely and unequivocally no strategy involved in this screen. How much flex exposure should I have at running back is not a strategic question. It's a, what the, you could build 50,000 plus EV lineups that have all different types of constructions that are all plus EV. But I'm only playing 20. So what 20 do you want to play? You could randomly play 20 of them and that would be fine. So what, you could play 20 Patrick Mahomes stacks. Yeah, but I also want to play Tua. But I also want to play. So how much diversity do you want in your portfolio? There's no correct answer to that. It's whatever you want it to be. Right? So that's what the build rule screen is for. Right? So you could add randomness, a range of outcomes. Right? Linear is like if a player is 20 points and you add, let's say, 10% randomness or range of outcomes. That means on every time the line, line of HQ tries to go build the lineup, that player with 20 points will get a random number between 18, between 18 and 22. Right, what's 20? What's 10% of 22? Plus or minus two. You put it at 20, 20% will be 16 to 24. Right, and you go down, like the ten point player is going to go nine to nine to eleven, and randomly in between that 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 zone, right? You'll still get more of the the higher, you know, salary adjusted value players, but sometimes they'll have a less of a projection. Sometimes they'll have a little bit. Sometimes a player that's two points lower projected on one run will actually have a higher projection for that run, more likely to get into the lineup. So you do that to add diversity. You're simulating variance, essentially. So you could do that for each position. You could do that in the sp- for for every position all at once. You could do it for team level. You could choose. You could put, you know, I want a team level randomness at 20%, which means everyone on the team at the same time. We had 20% in either direction. So you may get, you know, the Chiefs, all the Chiefs players get docked 10% on one run. But all... Added 8% on another run. Get docked 6% on one run. Get added 2% on another run. While other teams do the same thing. And if you want, don't want that to be done linearly, you want to do that within its true range, which is essentially taking those floor and ceiling numbers and doing it between those. You click the button. Typically, I'm using true range randomness rather than linear. Although with... Monte Carlo-based simulated mean projections, it probably not the hugest of deals. Probably doesn't matter as much. Right? And then you go here, and you obviously set the number of lineups to produce, right? Which is also the number up top over here. You could set max exposures for an entire position if you want. Right? You could say, I don't want any running back more than 20% 20 of my lineups. Okay. I don't want a quarterback in any more than 10% of my lineups. Okay, you could you could do that here. Is there a strategy to this? No. This is you're you're curtailing the number of lineups that you want to consider and building lineups that are more diverse to choose from. 
right? And the same thing here with salary. What's your min salary floor? What's your max salary floor? Well, I don't want to play lineups that are under 48,000. Okay, well, you could put that in right there. Put it in 48,000. I don't want showdown, especially. You may say, I don't want to play any lineup that's over 49.5. Okay, you can do that. So you have the option to do that. Same thing for flex exposure, right? The flex could be a running back, wide receiver, or tight end. You could say, like, I want 100% of my lineups to have a wide receiver and flex. You can do that. I want 80% of my lineups to have a wide receiver and flex. You can do that, right? I want I want 50% running back, 50% wide receiver. That's fine also. If you leave them all at zeros, then it just doesn't count. It's whatever it is, whatever it is. It also has this little pairing rule there, if you wanted to use it, to limit one running back, wide receiver, tight end from the same team unless part of a team or game stack. And we'll talk about team and game stacks tomorrow. So basically, it's like if you're stacking, let's say you're playing Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle, right, as a stack. Like, don't play Hill and Waddle in the same lineup for whatever their tight end is. Gazicki's still on the team? I have no idea. Like, don't play two of them. Don't play, don't play Raheem Mostert and Waddle in a lineup that doesn't have Tua, right? That's what this button does. So if you click on the pairing rules, little checkbox, it'll be, it'll limit and say that never get two players from the same team unless it's part of some type of team or a game stack. Is it necessary to do that? No, but if you choose to do that, there you go. Here's some ownership settings, min min and total lineup ownership, max total lineup ownership, right? I don't want a lineup that's owned less than 100% total and no more than 160 Right, 200%. Oh, that's way too high. Right? And that's all going to be dependent on the slate if you if you choose to use this. You don't have to use this at all either. I don't want any lineup that's lower than 20% total ownership. I also don't want lineups that are higher than 180%. Total. You can do that. Uh, other settings, this is obviously, you should, you should click. It comes as default. Ensure flex player has the latest start time among players of the same position. Right, that's for late swap purposes. You don't want to be stuck in a late swap situation where your flex player was in a one o'clock game, and when he, right, you have a, you have a wide receiver and a running back or something like that, and next thing you know, four p.m. games, it's like, oh, I'd love to switch uh, my, I'd love to switch this seven k wide receiver to a seven k running back. Well, you can't if you, if you in the flex you could do it, but in just in the straight wide receiver position you can't. So. Ensure that the flex player has the latest starting time. This button is use min-max exposures, which, I mean, it's by default on. Uh, This button is, these two buttons over here help you either with diversity or getting more lineups, especially when you have uh, a lot of rules. So use running exposure percentages when building is, it allows more diversity. This is very similar to using randomness. So, like, if you say, like, oh, I want the, I want fifty percent max on this player, and fifty percent max on that this other player, like, when it builds, let's say you're building three hundred lineups, the first when the first lineup gets built, lineup HQ will know that all of those players are one hundred percent owned, right? So, in the next lineup, it's going to try to get that down to fifty percent, right? Now it has two lineups. What's the what's the exposure of both of them? So, it litters lineups a little bit more evenly throughout an entire build rather than 
Oh, you want 50% of this guy? Well, I'm going to give it to you in, in 150 lineups and then not give it to you for a, a next 150. Voila, you got 50% of that player. It's more likely to kind of interlace. Go, you'll, you'll get him in the first lineup, second lineup, third lineup, but not the fourth lineup. Maybe not the fifth lineup, but then the sixth lineup, then the seventh lineup, then not the eighth lineup, then not the ninth lineup, right? You don't use running exposures. You're, it could happen that you just line all these lineups. You get in the first 120 lineups, and then it starts not putting him in, right? So that's a, that's a diversity setting. And then prioritize lineups over max exposures. I mean, it's default on. Uh, a lot of times, unless you're using a lot of rules, it doesn't even come into play. But some some people, they put in max exposures that mathematically uh, really can't happen. I want I want a hundred right. Imagine putting in I want I want uh, I want a uh, hundred I want a hundred percent of Cooper Cup, a hundred percent of Justin Jefferson, but I also want a max of all the all the cheap running backs. Well, then I don't know how mathematically that happens. Like you don't you only have fifty k in salary. So all those five k running backs, you like max five, max five, max five, max five. But you also want like 100% of like Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Well, let me tell you, it's it's going to have to give you more more than 5% of those running backs in order to even build lineups. So this is this checkbox prioritize lineups over max exposures makes it so that it's not like those max exposures are like suggestions and not like hard and fast rules. So you click that box and it's like, oh, now I get... Yeah, I didn't get 5% of this running back, but I got 12% of this one. I got 8% of that one because your rules were way too strict. And if it was kept specifically to those rules and you're like, I want 300 lineups. And next thing you know, it quits after like lineup 24. You're like, boy, is it only giving me 24 lineups? Yeah, because you're, you've been a schmuck. And if you put in rules that are counterintuitive to each other or not mathematically possible, more than those 24 lineups, Right. So we kind of save, we kind of make, we got to even it out and kind of round the edges. So maybe we give, so the lineup builder can give you more lineups. Then you have this button to max offense versus defense, right? Right. Do you, do you want to play a, you know, running back wide receiver when you're already playing the opposing DST? I think it's fine to even keep it at one. I mean, defensive scoring for ceiling is more based on return touchdowns and interceptions and stuff and pick sixes. So it doesn't have to be zero. I mean, on large slates, this probably probably doesn't doesn't. Why would you play it? You know, offensive player against the defense on a large slate, you probably don't. The opportunity cost, you could play you could play other defenses. Defenses are so varying as it is that probably don't play ones that are have a slight negative correlation. And then this minimum fantasy points player threshold. And I mean, I don't use this, but if you see that, like, based on your your rules and all your exposures that, like, the only way this happens is by getting $2,700, like, three-point guy, right? John Bates. Why is John Bates showing up in 36% of my lineups? And you're like, now, nah, I, I don't want to consider any player that has a has a, a fantasy point uh, uh, projection lower than seven. So just don't even consider any of those players. I don't have to even go in and exclude them. I don't have to go in and do anything. Just like anyone under a seven-point projection, an eight-point projection, or whatever number you put in there, it's just going to say, nope, not going to consider them at all, right? So you don't even have to, you don't have to, 
You don't have to worry about sorting and then excluding those, those hundred players if, if you wanted to. Most of the time, if they don't project well, they're not going to make your lineups anyway. So it probably doesn't matter that much. Right? So these are build rules. Remember, this is this is for diversity. Right? Right? You have number of unique players, right? We, we didn't mention that. Right? You put it at one. That means every lineup at is going to be a 1v1. It could be a 1v1. If you put it at five, that means every lineup must have five different players from every other lineup in your portfolio, which adds a lot more diversity, right, into, into your lineup set because it always has to be a 5v5. Depending on how what your other rules are, once you get to 5v5s, it, the next thing you know, next thing you, next thing you know, you can only build like 68 lineups. Like, dude, there's only so many 5v5s, right? So if you want a less diverse set, Right, especially if you're playing, it's like I'm playing 20 lineups and I'm playing 90% of like six different people. I'm just going a whole hog. I'm I'm stacking one game and I'm playing 20 lineups like that. Probably your number of unique players is going to be low, right? Because you're playing like 90% of like a bunch of players. So a lot of your lineups are going to be like six or seven players and someone else, and then two v two or something, right? So the more the more condensed you are, what your lineups look like. Number of unique players would be like one, two. If you're playing a wide array, it's like I'm playing 12 different stacks and 20 different running backs or whatever. You probably, you know, do you want them to be bunched up together or do you want them to be more diverse? Neither is, there's no correct answer to that. If you want them bunched up, then number of unique players one. And then you may have a bunch of lineups that look the same just with the one player switched out. If you're like, no, I want to spread it around, maybe you put a number of unique players to two, three, four even. Something like that. Like I said, there's no strategy to that. It's what what do you want the diversity of your portfolio to be? Typically, the way that I that I build is that I'm building way more lineups than I need, and I want diversity just so I could see all different types of lineups, and then I could make the choice on, yeah, I'm going to play more of this and more of that. I select from there. So a lot of people get really hung up on this bill of rules screen of what's the what's the right number of this and what's the right number of this. There are no correct answers on this screen. And the numbers that I fill in when I use lineup HQ, every slate will be different. It's all depending on what, what do I want my portfolio to look like, right? From a diversity standpoint, not from a strategic standpoint. Then also on the screen, you have the players per team. I mean, I don't use that often, but if for whatever reason, you're like, I don't want more than than one Titan in my lineup. Like instead of setting a group or building something like it's very easy to just go in and say one, max one. Right? You go in and say, say, uh, you know, all oh, the dolphins. I want at least one dolphin in every lineup. You could do min one. Right? You can do that on this screen. Players per team. Right? So instead of having to go through and I need to make a group with these receivers and this thing, like, no, you could just say, nah, I only want more than, if, you, if you're showing that you're, you're getting Drake London and and uh, Bijan Robinson, uh, too many lineups, you'd be like, I, I don't want two Falcons in my lineups. Okay. Max one. Done. You can do that on this screen. And then there's also custom settings. So you can add a custom rule. Give my lineups at least one 
you know, wide receiver, running back who have have more than than twenty percent ownership or something. You know, you could you could put these little little rules in if you want, right? Like let, let like let's say let's say you were building lineups and you're building with like cheap cheap running backs, right? And he's like, give me no, give my lineups at most one running back who has more than you know twenty percent ownership. Maybe let, let's say there's 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 three running backs that are all going to be like twenty plus percent owned. And you're like, well, I don't want to play. I don't want to play all three in the same lineup. In fact, I don't even want to play more than two in the same lineup. You could build a group. There are a group. That's, we'll go over that tomorrow. You can build a group. Or you could just create a custom rule. As I give my lineup set, at most, one right, right running back that has more than 20% projected ownership. Based on the numbers that you have in. Right? You could do that at wide receiver. You could do that at whatever. You could add wide receiver to this also. You could go, give my lineups at most one running back or wide receiver who have more than 20% ownership. Or give my lineups at least one running back wide receiver that has that has at most 5% projected ownership. So he's like, I want to make sure that at least one of my slots has a player that's 5% or less owned. If you, if you think in those terms, you can do that. That's what these custom rules are for. Or for fantasy points or for salary. Right? You could say, you could say, for salary purposes, maybe you're getting maybe you're getting lineups that have like like double pay up at, at running back, right? Two 8K running backs. And you're like, I really don't want to play these types of lineups. Right? They're fine, but I don't want to play them. So you could say, give me at most one running back who has more than you know eight thousand salary. So instead of putting, you know, the 8K running back, Austin Eckler and McCaffrey into a group and saying max one, which would work the same in groups, you can create a custom rule that covers that regardless. Give me at most, give me at least, give me less than that. You, you could do that and you could X them out. You could, you, add, you could add a whole bunch of them if you want, right? Is there a correct way? No, it's just, I'm curtailing lineups. Right. Oh, I have 50,000 lineups I can choose from. Well, I don't want to play the lineups with McCaffrey and, and Eckler with cheap wide receivers. I'd rather play ones that do the opposite. Okay. Well, if you want to make it so that the lineup builder doesn't even consider those and build them, there you go. Add the custom rule. Right. It's pretty straightforward. Right. And tomorrow we'll talk about, you know, getting a little bit, a little bit more detailed into the groups. And stacks, right? Quarterback, wide receiver, you're building a game stack, right? You know, you Tua plus Hill and the run back on the other side. How Lineup HQ handles that? How how you could put in and tell Lineup HQ to build those types of lineups, those stacks, game stacks, team stacks, right? If this guy's in, then this guy shouldn't be in, right? If you're thinking of like, well, if they're running the ball and then he's catching the ball, I don't want to have both. And how do I handle that? That'll that'll be in the, the groups and the stacks settings. And we'll show some builds tomorrow. So if you got any questions about lineup HQ or D- NFL DFS in general, just send your questions in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And I'll answer them on the show, right? Hit that thumbs up button. 
on your way out the door, hit the thummy thumbs and hey, hey, if you want line of page view and all of our NFL content, click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk about groups and stacks and answer your questions like I always do here. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.